are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now let me show you how to discern and rightly divide that truth. God said to the children of Israel, said, I've given you the promised land, go in and possess it. And he said, now if you'll obey my word, do all these things, then none of these diseases will come upon you. But if you forsake and don't do my word, then all these curses are going to come upon you. Then when the curses did come, it is recorded in the scriptures and the King James that God put it on them. Now let me ask you something. Let me show you how to rightly divide that. If they had been obedient to God, would they have been sick? No. God told them the curses was out there. Don't go out there. The curses is out there. They said, we're going to go see. That's like me telling you it's raining outside. Don't go out, you'll get wet. You say, I'm going to go see. And you go out there and come back soaking wet and say, look what Charles Caps did to me. All I did was tell you it was out there. And you was dumb enough to go out there. I told you not to go. And that's what God did, you see. And it gets recorded, God did it, but God didn't do it. It was their disobedience that brought the sickness and disease. I have good news for you, folks. God is on your side. Now, when we're talking about the chastening of the Lord, there's always somebody that says, yes, but you know God gave Paul a thorn in the flesh. Well, now, I don't know where you got that idea, but God didn't give Paul a thorn in the flesh. But I realize there's many people that believe that God did give Paul a thorn in the flesh. But now it was Paul's thorn. Let's go read what Paul said about it. I believe if anybody knows what to say about the thorn, knows what Paul's thorn was, I believe Paul did, it was his. Go to 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Paul says, And lest I should be exalted above measure, Now, before I read that, let me give you some insight here. Paul had revelation. He had revelation that he preached at Antioch, the revelation of the new birth. Jesus Christ revealed things to Paul by revelation that no other man ever knew. I mean, had Paul got it and and revealed it to us, and we're living in the fact of it today because of Paul's revelation. And so he says, well, let's back up. We can't start reading there. Let's back up verse 6. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. Lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Now because of the abundant revelation, he said, there was given me a thorn in the flesh. Now, let me ask you something. If God were to give some great revelation, does it make any sense to say that he would give you a thorn in the flesh that give you trouble so you couldn't preach it the way you wanted to? But now there's millions of people read into that that God gave Paul a thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. No, it wasn't God that gave the thorn in the flesh. It was Satan that gave him the thorn in the flesh to keep him from preaching this revelation trying to stop him from ministering and doing what God wanted him to do. And I tell you, the devil's still in the business of dealing out thorns in the flesh. He didn't quit when he got through giving Paul one. 
You know, I was ministering one time in a church, and I made the mistake of sitting in the pastor's Bible class before I ministered that Sunday. And the subject was this subject of Paul's thorn in the flesh. And I said to myself, now, self, you're going to behave and just keep your mouth shut. Because I know how most people believe about Paul's thorn in the flesh. But he got to say it. The pastor was saying, well, you know, nobody knows. He said, now, I've been to three Bible schools. He said, I've talked to all kinds of Bible scholars. He said, nobody knows what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. He says, nobody knows what it was. And he began to name off some of the things they thought it might be, sore eyeballs and bad sight and blindness. It couldn't have been blindness because when Ananias laid hands on him, he was healed of the blindness. Well, you know, I sat there just as long as I could. In fact, I think my wife said something first. But anyway, I finally said, would you mind if we just read from the Word of God and tells you what Paul's thorn in the flesh was? Oh, yeah, if you can find it in the Bible, certainly we'll listen to it, you know. And so I just turned here, and it says, There was given me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Now, that's not too hard to understand. I mean, Paul told you what it was. a messenger of Satan, an angel of the devil, assigned to him to buffet him everywhere he went. Everywhere he went to preach, he'd stir up a riot. He'd have a riot and get stoned had trouble preaching this revelation. Now Satan dispatched that messenger and assigned it to him for the very purpose of keeping him from preaching that revelation. It wasn't to keep him humble, it was to stop the revelation from going forth. A messenger of Satan sent to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now if you want to know what he's talking about here, being exalted above measure, they said that of Jesus. The Jews said that all the world would go after this man if we don't get rid of him. He's been exalted. Jesus was exalted to the point that the whole world would have gone after him because of what he was doing. And this is what Satan is saying about Paul. Unless we do something, he's going to be exalted above measure. The whole world will follow him and believe him. So they assigned to him a messenger of Satan. Now, the word messenger there is the very same word that's translated angel in the 11th chapter here in verse 14. No marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. The word angel there is the very same word that's translated messenger over here. So it was an angel of the devil assigned to Paul to buffet him everywhere he went. And I'll tell you the truth, the devil's still up to the same old tricks. He will sign a messenger of Satan to buffet you, to stir up trouble in your family, stir up trouble in your business situation. And if you don't take authority over it and call it down and dismiss him from his assignment, he'll just run rampant. But you have authority to stop it. Now listen to what happened. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Now here's where people take verse 9 and say, And he said unto me, Jesus said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. But you hear people say that Jesus said, It's not my will, Paul. I won't heal you. No, what Jesus is saying, I can't get the devil off of you. It's up to you. My grace is sufficient. You know what grace is? Grace is God's willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf. But you have to operate in grace through faith. That's the only way you can do it. So it's up to Paul to use the name of Jesus and break the power of this thing. 
And if he didn't do it, it wouldn't be done. And I'll tell you the truth. If you don't do it in your life, it won't be done. All you're praying for God to solve the situation is not going to cause the situation solved if, in fact, Satan has assigned the messenger of Satan toward your house or your family or your situation. You will have to act on the grace of God through faith in the name of Jesus and break the power of that demon that's been assigned to you. Now, that doesn't mean that Paul was possessed of a demon. It means that a demon followed him around and stirred up trouble everywhere he went. And I'll tell you quite frankly, I've had that to happen to me numerous times. One time it was dealing with air conditioners. Every air conditioner I had, I had uh, my car air conditioner went out, my truck air conditioner went out, four tractors air conditioners went out, went to a meeting, my airplane air conditioner went out, went to another meeting, they picked me up in a car at the airport and the air conditioner wouldn't work. Went and checked in a hotel, the air conditioner wouldn't work. Went down to eat at a restaurant and the air conditioner went out while I was eating in the restaurant. <laughs> Finally, my lightning fast mind picked up on it. I said, this is satanic. It's a messenger of Satan. And I told my wife, we get back to the room, we're going to stop this. And we took authority over it, broke the power and dismissed that demon from his assignment and it stopped. Now, that didn't mean we never had any more trouble with air conditioners. Certainly, you're going to have some problems with air conditioners. But this was satanic. That was supernatural. And I could tell you other things. Some things you wouldn't hardly believe. Just little nitpicky things. Like the commode running and leaking. Just start, and I mean every place you go. I mean every hotel you check in, every place you go, the commode leaks and runs all the time. Till you take authority over it and stop it in the name of Jesus. The devil's crazy, man. I'm telling you, he's crazy. (laughs) But you see, Jesus said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore. Now listen to what Paul said. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity. It does not mean sickness. This word means weakness. I'll glory in my weakness that the power of God may rest upon me. Now, Paul caught it, see. He said, when I'm weak and can't do anything about it, then I'll rest in the anointing of God and I'll be strong. Now, would that make any sense at all? Let's read on down. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmity or weakness in reproaches in necessities in persecution in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then am I strong. Now, if he's talking about sickness, he's saying, when I'm sick, then am I well. You know he's not talking about sickness. He couldn't be stronger when he's sick. He's talking about weaknesses. So this is how Paul got rid of his thorn in the flesh. And he went in, a serpent fastened itself on him. When he was building a fire, he shook it off in the fire and preached Jesus to him. But because he didn't die, they thought he was a god. And he laid hands on him, got him healed, and, and healed all the people on the islands. And because Paul got victory over every situation that that demon wrought and he exercised his authority in the name of Jesus, that thorn was pulled from him. And if you don't believe it, read the last two verses of the book of Acts. And you'll find out he preached the gospel freely, no man forbidding him. The only time in all of his ministry after Antioch that he'd been able to do that, that demon was dismissed from his assignment and he was rid of the thorn in the flesh. Can you say amen? Praise God. 
I trust you've been with us all this week. We've been talking about the chastening of the Lord. And I know some of you have heard parts of the broadcast. You said, I know about 10 people that need to hear this message. You need to get this whole thing so you get a handle on how God deals with you as with children. Uh, the word says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. The chastening of the Lord is child training. He does it with words. Verse 9 says, Furthermore, we have had fathers after our flesh that corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? Well, the Father of Spirits is our Father. He chastens us with His Word. For they verily for a few days chastening us after their own pleasure, but He for our profit that we might be partakers of His holiness. And he goes on to say it would yield the peaceable fruits of righteousness if you receive the chastening of the Lord. Well, it didn't say it'd make you sick. It didn't say you'd have cancer and die with cancer because the Lord chastened you. No, it is child training. God would not give you sickness and disease to try to teach you something. No more than I would lay my child's hand on a stove when they were growing up and burn a blister on it and say, Now, I'm doing this because I love you, and I want you to learn not to touch this stove. No, they'll put you in jail for that. That's child abuse. That's not child training. The chastening of the Lord, what is it? It's the nurturing of the Lord through His Word to get you to come around to His way of thinking and do what the Word says to do. Give and it shall be given. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. That's CD offer number 7121, a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.